Hey, y'all. Welcome to Latte and Laundry. I'm Suzanne Bilodeau, and I am so honored to be with you here as we navigate motherhood, wifehood, sisterhood, and everything in between. This is a podcast for my fellow imperfect people who want to grow in greater communion with our most perfect God. So join me and my friends as we laugh, cry, dive deep, and explore with one another as we journey towards stilling our souls while moving our world. Hi, my lovely friends. Welcome back to another episode here at Latte and Laundry. I'm so delighted that you're all here joining me. And um, happy Lent or almost Lent. I can't recall exactly when this episode is going to come out. So it may already be Lent. But either way, um, I hope you are taking this time to kind of slow down and really refocus our hearts on Christ himself which to be honest is one of the main motivations for today's episode today. Um, But before I start diving into the topic at hand, let me open us up with our Bible verse, which is Mark 6, 31. And it says, Then, because so many people were coming and going that they did not even have a chance to eat, he said to them, Come with me by yourselves to a quiet place and get some rest. Okay, you guys. So I want to talk to you about this idea of being a human being rather than a human doing. And I know everybody's probably heard this, that saying before of like, we're human beings, not human doers or doings. Um, But I think it's something that God has just really been putting on my heart in the last few weeks that I wanted to get on here and chat with you guys, especially as we're entering in or already in the Lenten season. Um, And it's funny because as I was praying and reflecting on a lot of things and just my own personal journey and my walk with Christ lately, um, for any of you that have listened to my Word of the Year episode or are longtime listeners and kind of like journey alongside me each week, then you probably know that my Word of the Year is Hineni, which I completely overwhelmed in love with this word. Um, God has just revealed so much to me as he's drawn my heart closer to him with this Word of the Year, Hineni, right? He, which is Hebrew for here I am. And I'll be honest with you guys, when God put this word on my heart, it really stemmed from this idea, right, of here. I just kept hearing him say here, here, here. And as I prayed through it, I stumbled upon the word Heneni, which is here I am. And that solidified what God was asking me to do this year. But I'll be honest, like when I heard that word, I was like, okay, here I am. Who will I send? Here I am, Lord, right? I'm on and and there's been a lot just on my mind with regards to things with my husband and my children and just things with latte and laundry and I just I'm working on um, a really exciting project I cannot wait to talk to you guys about but I'm not going to yet but I will in time like I'm so excited to chat with you guys about this project Um, but I've been working on that and so there's just these different things I've been doing between um, that project and this podcast and just my involvement with my kids and their and their co-ops and um, just our church and all these things. I just kept feeling like, okay, here I am. God, I'm on mission. I'm ready. Like, send me. What do you want me to do? I am here. Here I am, right? Um, And um, I think specifically, I might have talked about it with you guys recently, but I feel very convicted, and I will say it over and over and over again until I'm blue in the face, that right now, here and now, 2024, in the 21st century, God is specifically on mission 
to restore the vocation of motherhood. He wants to bring it back to life for it to encompass all the beauty and goodness that he had created it to be, to be a blessing over our children. Like he is just calling us mamas back to um, the roots and the origin of the family as Mama Mary was to him. And so I've just been like fired up. Like, here I am, Lord. Um, Hineni, I am on mission. But as I was praying about it lately, and I just felt this stirring in my soul and God really speaking to my heart um, and him kind of asking the question, um, but wait, are you here and now with me, Suzanne? And I think part of that is I've entered a season where I have now a teenager. I think I've talked about this before, but I have a teenager that stays up till all hours of the of the evening um and the baby wakes up super early in the morning still like you know 5 36 a.m and the teenager is up really late and my family we tend to love to do things as communal as possible so like as although it would probably be ideal to put the bottom half of my children the bottom three girls to bed at a decent hour like 8 30 and every in the big three stay up till 10 or something and the teenager goes to bed when she gets her stuff done or whatever um we kind of do everything really as like a unit like we say our evening prayers together and a lot of times that's not till 10 o'clock at night or um we're involved so we all attend the one kid's um sport activity that um nobody else when nobody else has uh, plans that evening so it makes it so my days are really long from sunrise till far 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 before beyond sunset um, where I am just consumed with um, tending to the duties laid out in front of me and my mother and my wife my um, my vocation as mother and wife right whether it's um, helping my husband get out the door or helping my children with their homeschooling and packing um, things up for trips were going on or just cooking and cleaning and answering the questions and the million times I sweep the, <laughs> the kitchen floor every single day. Um, so when I just kept hearing this stirring in my heart, God saying like, but are you, are you here? It just got me really reflecting on this fact that often, even when we know we are on mission for God, whether that's in our workplace, whether we are involved with minister um, ministries at church or we run our own ministries, or it's just getting involved with our the lives of our friends and our family and those we love, or just the busyness and demands of day to day, that we often don't live our lives being human beings, but instead human doings. Um, and it's interesting because psychology um, today dot com defines a human doing. And they say, they say this, I'm going to read this long quote. So bear with me. It says, we live in an achievement culture that worships at the altar of accomplishment. Growing up or living in today's world means being bombarded by messages telling us what we must do things really well to be valued in our society and to value ourselves. However, it's measured whether with grades, sports victories, admission into the best schools, accumulation of wealth, status, or power, just to name a few, it can become the basis for our self-identity and self-esteem. And being seduced, or in parentheses, or brainwashed by these messages, you may transmore. I can't even say this word, transmorgify from a human being to a human doing. Human doings only feel good about themselves when they are accomplishing things. To prove themselves, they use some measurable criteria which can range from financial or professional status to seemingly trivial things, such as how many steps they take in a day, fitness trackers, or 
are insidious reinforcers of human doing doing this or the cleanliness of their household guilty guys guilty human doings are often list people who wake up every day with a tally of tasks and they are not satisfied or happy at the end of the day unless the, they crossed they are crossed off every item that is on the list human doings often live in a constant state of discomfort that causes them to feel as if they must achieve and be successful or they are worthless people undeserving of love. This relationship between achievement and self-esteem becomes the basis for their own self-love. Having internalized the perceptions of being a human doing from their parents or their culture or whatever it was, they come to love themselves only when they achieve success and experience self-loathing when they are not doing or they fail at doing. Okay, you guys. I know not everybody here listening can relate to every piece of that, right? Because hopefully if you're listening to this podcast or any podcast or open up your Bible or just have a love of God and and seeking him in your own heart, you know that the basis of your identity is not on your accomplishments and on your achievements. But I think we, and we can say this, we step back and we can say this with regards to looking at our husband, right? Our children or those that we love, like you are not what you achieve. And yet that dirty lie from the enemy is constantly being pressed upon our hearts so much that it starts to dirty, stain and harden all those fleshy, soft edges of our hearts so that we no longer live out of the freedom of knowing we are beloved of the king of the universe, but instead are constantly grasping and seeking to um, accomplish more, do more, and be valued for all that we achieve. And that includes our motherhood. Are our kids well homeschooled? Or are they awesome at their Catholic school? Or whether they're in a public school, unschooled, homeschooled, or wherever they are, are they getting the best grades? Do they uh, crochet? Do they know their catechism really well? Do they play piano? Are they fabulous at their sports? This pressure to be human doings is all too strong in our culture and our hearts become prey not only to believing that lie for ourselves but also upon our children, right? Um, and, and I think this invitation, especially in this Lenten season, is just a really, really powerful one. And I want to say this on here now before the episode. I was going to wait till the end of the episode to say this, but I'm like, in case people don't finish the episode, I want to make sure everybody knows um, that I felt very strongly on my heart as I'm like, it's and it's ironic because I'm really fired up on mission for things like bringing hearts closer to God, especially mom hearts and especially the hearts of our children. And I continue to just hear from women how things like um, my own human frailty and honesty and vulnerability, but with a heart for Christ, is continuing to bless women. They feel like they're walking alongside of me on this journey, the imperfect journey where we will crumble and we will fall, and but we dust ourselves off and get back up again. They're being encouraged on the road of seeking greater communion and intimacy with God. And I can't tell you... My husband and I were just on a date late, date night last night and I was talking about this message that I received um, and I couldn't I couldn't stop crying because I was overwhelmed to know what was happening in the heart and home of somebody um, and that the Holy Spirit used little old nothing me to be an, a part of that and yet I and I and I my word of the year is Hineni like here I am God send me I'll do it all whatever it is you want I'm here for it. And yet then I hear him calling me, Suzanne, I just want you, like now. 
And as I've said, like that time for me to have that quiet time with our Lord has has felt smaller in the last, like I would say six months, um, especially because I've been working on this project and just um, the life of my family of eight has just been really busy lately that um, I, I really felt that he's asking me to take a pause from the pod from podcasting and a very brief pause so it's not going to be this like long pause but I don't I don't typically take like summers off or winter breaks or anything like that just because and it's not ever and it's never been because I felt like I just had to put out one more episode I feel completely honored that God keeps putting things on my heart that I want to talk about with you guys. And like I've said before, it blesses my heart probably more than it blesses your guys' hearts even because it forces me to just really pray and reflect on what he's put on my heart and to spend time in the word and just time with him. But um, I'm going to be taking a pause from the podcast, I think. At least I won't be recording anything during Lent. Um, so who knows if there will be any episodes that come out because I have like one or two that I'm recording, I think, um, before Lent. Um, so those might come out over the Lenten season, but I will be back after Easter. And I am telling you, it's going to be hard for my heart to not do this <laughs> with you guys. Cause it blesses me so much, but I, I, my first and foremost, I always just want to be obedient to the promptings of the Holy spirit. And when I hear God saying, Suzanne, I called you, um, and you said, here I am. Now show me. Are you really here with me? And that just means like not always doing for God, but being with God. And sometimes we go through ebbs and flows where we just spend so much more time in prayer and being. And don't on the outside, we're not outwardly doing things for God. But a lot of times that doing, the, all the doing he's asking us to do is to put one foot in front of the other, tending to those that we love around us, tending to the duties of our day. And um, so that's what I'm going to do during this Lenten time is I'm going to take a little pause a few weeks off from podcasting so that I can um, really be and spend that time in rest with God. And St. Therese of Lisieux has this great quote where she says, it is such a folly to pass one's time fretting instead of resting quietly on the heart of Jesus. And there's this, also this great quote from St. Francis de Sales, who I love so much, which says that half an hour's meditation each day is essential, except when you are busy. All right, guys, you think this is like, okay, well, when you're busy, don't do half an hour. But he says, then a full hour is needed. And how brilliant and clever is that? The busier we are, how much more we need the presence of God in our life. And though he is fully present and continuously present, we need to take that time to know his presence and to just be with him, be that human being, right? Not that human doer. Um, and um, I love this quote by Dorothy Day, uh, who's a servant of God. And she says, my strength returns to me with a cup of coffee and the Psalms. And so that's my desire this Lenten season. And I think it's an invitation for all of us. I'm not saying that you need to step back from any of your, um, your responsibilities or your duties or whatever it is that you um, are called to do daily, weekly, monthly, whatever. But I do think that when God puts things like this on our hearts, 
it's just an invitation, especially during the Lenten season, to be more intentional about just simply resting in the presence of God. I desire to have those times where instead of when I get a half an hour or an hour to myself, I'm quickly recording the podcast I've been dying to record and chat with you guys about, but instead to just be with God. Know that his face is gazing upon me as I in turn gaze upon him, receive his love so that I can be filled, a cup overflowing with his love so that when the world bumps me, which it does, and my children knock me around, or just the chaos of life runs into me, that I I overflow with love and not angst and stress. And that is where my heart is, this um, Lenten going into this Lenten season. And God is so brilliant when he designed us to spend um, quiet time with him, whether you can sneak in five minutes or you have the luxury of sneaking in an hour a day. He designed us to find our rest in him, right? Like there's that famous quote by St. Augustine that says, our hearts were made for you, O Lord, and they are restless until they rest in you. And it's interesting because with the digital world's, and the busyness and just the bombardment of messages and requests that we are put on us every single day. Our um, sympathetic nervous system, which is responsible for our flight or flight res- fight or flight response, um, is activated frequently. Um, and it was it was built right to allow our ancestors to protect themselves from the unthinkable circumstances, right? Like a tiger chasing after you or whatever it was. However, in like our modern world now, this response is experienced numerous times a day and in various situations, unworthy of the survival. And yet our bodies and our souls feel this angst, this fight or flight frequently. And science shows that resting taking breaks, resting activities actually activate our parasympathetic nervous system, which is um, the opposite of the sympathetic nervous system, which is responsible for the fight or flight. It actually helps us regulate, calm, and reorder and orient things in our hearts and our minds so that we don't go into small situations feeling angst and as if um, we're suffocated. I don't know if you guys have ever experienced something similar, but I've had times Um, over my lifetime, but especially in the last like six months where it's simple things, whether I'm overwhelmed, I'll be honest, I get really easily overstimulated by the loud noises in my house because there's six kids and they will often, I'll be frank guys, I'm not really good at having taught my children not to interrupt. Like we, we say it and we teach it, but I often don't model it that well. I'll be really honest here. And I'm so sorry for anybody I've ever encountered in person. If I've ever interrupted you, I just get so excited and passionate about things that I just start talking and it, it really um, is not thoughtful. And so I, something that I've worked on over the years and I think I'm a lot better at, but my kids probably learn from their mama and are not the best. So I can get really overwhelmed with just every child talking over each other and then talking and the blender's going and the water's running and the dishwasher's running and the washing machine's going and the kids are talking. And I just literally, I almost feel like I'm suffocating, like I'm about to um, burst. I My body response is almost this emergency situation, fight or flight. I can't handle that. And that's the simplicity, though understandably hard to manage. That's the simplicity of just like the chaos of my family life. Now add in what everybody has to deal with, the pressures of work or the heartache over worry and fear of things with your children or your marriage. We are constantly in this state um, and being activated, our, um, our, our sympathetic nervous system 
causing us to have this really um, primal response of fight or flight, right? And I don't believe that God created us to feel like we were in utter dire survival circumstances 15, 20 times a day. And so I think this is just, you know, knowing that he created us for rest in him, as St. Augustine said. He created us to have this time to be, simply be, without the anxiety of performing or of tasks that need to be completed. And I know that simply being may be really hard for some of us. It may be really hard for you to sit down and do nothing but just feel the love of God's gaze upon you. Like that might make you squirm and uncomfortable and feel like you got to get up and do something, accomplish something off your list because those dishes aren't going to get washed by themselves and that kid is napping and those that laundry needs to get done and um, you have to attend that meeting or whatever it is. So I'm not saying drop all your responsibilities, but I think it's just important that we know we were designed to rest with God. And when our souls have been um, void and robbed of being able to simply be with him, it starts to take a toll. And we start to act out of these places of unrest, unsettledness, this angst, this haste. We're quicker to lose our temper or be more annoyed by things or just live out of the lies and the false lies of who we are rather than God's truths. Which you guys, to be honest, I need his truths spoken over me daily because the world is really strong and the enemy is very sneaky and those lies um, come back into my heart often, right? So let me wrap up this episode and close us in prayer. But just know, guys, that I will be praying for you all this Lent and I, I can't wait to get back on here and just chat with you guys and hopefully be able to start talking about the project I've been working on and really um, delight with you guys in the Easter, Easter season. So let me close this in prayer. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, amen. Lord, I thank you for the gift of this time with these, these lovely friends here. I praise you and I thank you that you, you have asked us to simply rest. How simple you make it for us to know the love and the goodness of you, our King, that just simply being with you is enough. I pray that we can all enter into this Lenten season, knowing that nothing that we accomplish or we achieve or we succeed, no matter how high or low we go, that that does not define who we are, but rather being a beloved of yours is who we are. I pray that myself along with all of my friends here can learn to do less and be more as it relates to our relationship with you that we first and foremost um, find joy and um, goodness in simply being in your presence I pray that you gently and tenderly look after each woman here as she carries her own crosses or her own things that are obstacles for her as she she tries to lean into a more intimate relationship with you i hope you and pray that you can just really soften those hardened places in our hearts that keep us from the free 
and life-giving relationship that you desire to have with each and every one of us. I ask all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Okay, my lovely friends, as always, this was a blessing to be with you guys. I will miss you, and I'll be praying for you. And still feel free to shoot me an email if you want to reach out or connect at Suzanne at LatteAndLaundry.com. I always love hearing from you, and hopefully we will be chatting again soon after Easter. Happy Lent, friends. Bye.